the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. The following homilies were recorded live in front of our student body at Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy located in Melbourne, Florida. Our chapels exist to proclaim the amazing grace of God in Jesus Christ, and it's our hope that these homilies will provide you with a measure of encouragement and comfort. Thanks for listening. A reading from Romans 5. Therefore, just as sin came to the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift and the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If because of the one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that, that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so, men, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. But law came in with the result that the trespass multiplied. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that just as sin exercised dominion in death, so grace might also exercise dominion through justification leading to eternal life through Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. All right, well, we are uh, continuing on uh, in our uh, kind of overview of the story of Scripture, but I realize we're like two weeks into school, and you know who I have not talked about yet? My kids. So, uh, if you're new here, um, I, this is my chance to, uh, this is important. Um, it's not important, but it is important for me, for you to see my kids. Uh, this is my daughter, Penelope. I know, I know. Uh, and, and I could have picked a bunch of other, this was, yeah, they're all cute. But uh, she's three, uh, and she is a handful. Uh, this is my son, Silas. And he's one. And also a handful. And if that weren't enough, yeah, that's right, people. So get excited because that means more pictures. So uh, my wife is due in February, so we're excited. And we don't know if boy or girl yet, but. Gender reveal in chapel. That's what we're doing. No, no, we're not going to do that. So, okay. Well, um, now the point of personal privilege. Uh, you know, uh, that's you know whatever. But uh, so we're continuing on in this little series that we're doing, uh, and uh, I wanted to kind of pause because we just passed a really important moment in uh, in the story of Scripture. Because in Adam's sin, what Christian theology has always taught is that something happened when Adam um, sinned. That, that something occurred uh, that in Adam, uh, this passage talks about, that in Adam all fell. Uh, and so what does he mean by that? What does the Apostle Paul uh, mean by that? Well, and it's interesting because if you think back to the story that we read Wednesday, because you were paying attention, um, 
Who is it that first eats the fruit that, that God told them not to eat? Who is it? Eve. Uh, so Eve is, is tempted by the serpent, and she, she, she eats the fruit, and then it says that her husband was with her, and he also ate. But she's the first one to kind of fall into this temptation and eat. And yet, Paul says um, that sin and death entered the world through Adam. Now, why is that? Why is it that Paul would see Adam as the primary one through which sin and death entered when it was Eve who fell first? And this is where it becomes important to, and this is, this is going to sound heady at first, but my hope is um, when I learned this a few years ago, not actually too long ago, um, it was one of the most profound truths about um, my faith that I've ever um, learned. Uh, and it profoundly impacted the way that I went through even my life. Uh, because the, the way that the Bible understands how God relates to humanity um, is that God relates to humanity by one, something called a covenant, which is an agreement or a contract that he has with humanity. And he has this contract with a covenant head, uh, like a, a federal head, like a king or, or somebody who represents a, a, a federal representative of, Ameri of America, uh, yeah, um, of, of, huma of humanity. And the way that the Bible often portrays God interacting with humans, and as we'll see this fall as we look through it, God interacts on the basis of this covenant. And in the covenant, what happens is God comes to people and he makes an agreement. He says, if you do this, I will do this. If you don't do this, I, you know, I'll do something else you don't want me to do. Uh, and, and he makes these agreements. And uh, Adam was the original covenant head of humanity. And so whatever happens if Adam keeps the covenant... God makes an agreement with Adam. If Adam keeps the covenant, then hum humankind, who is under Adam, stays in good relationship, good covenant with God. But if Adam breaks the covenant, then despite what happens with humankind, uh, you know, despite your individual, how you know, your mom thinks you're a really great person, and you are, um, it doesn't really matter because our covenant head, the person who had the agreement with God, was the one who broke it. And so what, what Paul is talking about is um, that that the problem of humanity is not just that you and I do bad things, it's that you and I are part of a race of people, all of humankind, um, who live under a broken contract with God. Uh, this is, if you've ever heard, if you've grown up in the church at all, or if you've ever been around church, this is what's known as original sin, that we are all, uh, beyond anything that we do, we are all born into a broken contract, a broken relationship with God. And so the story of the Bible becomes um, the people of God looking for someone to fill that gap. Someone to step in and take and be that covenant head that we need. To, to be the, the, the representative of humankind before God. For God to look at and say, you, you are part of a, a covenant keeping group. Not, no longer a covenant breaking group. You are not rebels. You are not uh, rebelling against me. But you are part of a faithful, uh, my faithful people. And so what Paul says is that Christ is the new Adam. That, and, and Paul, in this whole passage, he makes these distinctions that just as sin and death and judgment and condemnation came through Adam, so uh, through Christ we receive life. And it's a gift. And we, we receive what he calls justification. And so what Paul is saying, and, and the reason why this matters, is that your standing before God... Um, does not depend on you. That, that no matter who you are, no matter what is going on in your life, even if you are in the midst of serious depression, 
I mean, even if you're in the midst of the, the kind of the lowest, uh, the, the lowest point you could be, even if you're wondering, can I keep going? Even if you're having thoughts about ending things, that, that even in those darkest moments of your life, even in the moments where you feel like, who, I am so far from God, I could not possibly um, be, be back in with him. The fact is that, that if you're in Christ, you are under a covenant head, a, a representative who has been faithful to every single thing that God demands. And that when God looks at you, he sees Christ. And so what, what it means is your sin does not change God's relationship with you. Your, um, the, the ways that you're sinned against does not change God's relationship with you. Your actions does not change God's relationship with you because uh, you, uh, there is someone who stands, and the book of Hebrews referred to it as a great high priest who stands before the throne of God and, and tells God, these people belong to me and they are mine. And therefore, if you're in Christ, no matter who you are, and no matter what you've done, and this is why I can say this every chapel, and it's actually true, that no matter who you are and what you've done, God sees you as a faithful, righteous son or daughter because you are under the one who is obedient to God, even obedient to death on a cross. And he died for your sins and he stands before God as your righteousness. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ says and all who truly turn to him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul says, that this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And hear also what St. John says, that if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. Holy Trinity is a K-12 Episcopal school located in Melbourne, Florida. If you'd like more information about Holy Trinity, please visit us at our website at htacademy.org. Thanks for listening.